0: Good morning. This is attorney Vincent Davis and you're on the radio with us this morning on Get Your Kids Back Now. This show is dedicated to keeping families together and to fighting the tyranny of CPS and DCFS social workers. A second per- purpose of this show is to educate parents and relatives. Or at least show them where they can get the necessary information for their fight in the juvenile dependency court. The final purpose of the show is to remind the people that change can be effectuated at the ballot box, at the state and the federal levels. Let us unite, vote, and vote for those who will make the necessary changes. This morning's show is going to, I'm going to try to cover what's called the 12 month hearing. Assuming that your children were removed initially at the dispositional hearing, the court will have ordered you to participate in a family reunification plan. Um, Every six months, the case is reviewed, and I get a lot of calls from potential clients who indicate that their children have been out of their custody for 12 months or more. This show is going to try to cover uh, what you should do at these uh, review hearings, specifically the 12-month hearing, um, to try to get your children back to you. Uh, But before I go into that, I'm going to take a call. Uh, The first call is from area code 323, Indian 57. Good morning. You're on with Attorney Vincent Davis. Hello. Hello, good morning. How are you?
1: Um, not good, Mr. Davis. This is me and I was calling in regards to um a case that I was going through with my children.
0: Okay, would you like to ask me a question or tell us a story?
1: Um, tell your story. Go ahead. Um, I have um six children in total. Um, I've I had a open case, um in, I had an open case, it just closed back in January of um two thousand and sixteen. I have children who are um you know, um having um issues with their behaviors. Um, they're very manipulative. Um, they know how to use the system. I have this one son who puts himself in dangerous situations and um he often you know, um, tells us that we can't do what well, means, that I can't do anything to him. I'm not his mom. Um, and he knows how to get out of certain situations to where he's able to get the things that he wants that he feels he's not getting at home. Um, recently I had a situation where he um went to school and he lied about my um my daughter's father Um, putting hands on him and um, me just sitting there watching. Um, The social worker came by, and she wanted to do her investigation, but I refused to allow her to come in the home. So um, once I did that, the kids were removed uh, a couple days later. But to top it all off, um, the child that I'm talking about He's been having major behavior issues at school. Um, I've had teachers um, calling me, screaming at me, talking very inappropriate to me, asking me that they were asking me to come and sit with him every day, all day long. Um, I had to remind the teacher that I did have a full-time job, two jobs, full-time and part-time. I do have kids that I had to take care of. so I cannot sit sit at the school with with him, they could not you know put me make me a part of their reinforcement I do however um I told him I do however have you know consequences at home, but I cannot combine the two. The teacher then um left me a message on my phone stating that I missed one of the meetings that was not scheduled for the day that he called me. It was scheduled for the next day he um in turn said he thought that I cared about my son, I missed um the meeting, and that um that he was going to go ahead and put in a claim, and then therefore, two weeks later d c f s was in my life, and they removed my my children out of my home,
0: so let me get this straight. Your children were removed all because of the actions of one of your children, yes, sir, okay. Have you been to court yet? Yes, I have. Okay, so your case should focus on the one child with the problems. It may be a little difficult to get him back in your home, and I don't know if you want him back in your home at this time until he gets some help, but you should focus your defense on getting the other children, the other five children, back in your custody because apparently and you haven't told me anything apparently nothing's wrong with uh you know the, the care and the placement of those children is that correct Correct Okay um so that's what you should focus on right now has the social worker or the judge recommended or ordered <clears throat> that you get any get in some type of um parenting or counseling class
1: no, they haven't recommended anything. They did however set the um court date off for three months, um, from now, um, to do a, what she would call it a dependency investigation.
2: Mhm.
1: So I don't know why it was set off for three months and um I don't know. I was I really need some help and some advice.
0: Okay. Where are your other five children right now? In placement You know, I don't home?
1: I don't know. Yes, um the social worker says they're in in um shelters and what really scares me is that I have a two year old who has nothing to do with the issues of my son and she's been removed from me, you know, as well in place in, in shelter care too
0: okay, are you did you have your first initial hearing, what they call the detention hearing already?
3: Yes, we did,
0: and did anybody ask you about placing these children with family relatives or close family friends?
1: um the attorney that that was appointed to me um she worked really hard at um keeping my daughter with her grandmother because at that time what they did detain the children they um didn't get my daughter um she was with her her grandmother and you know unfortunately i um wouldn't release the information to where she was so when we went to court i had released the information to my attorney and then they had went over there and gotten her um from over the grandma's house but she, the grandmother did do the fingerprinting, and they told her that she was supposed to be back over there um, the day that she did the fingerprinting, but now it's a different story. Now they she, they had, they said that she has to wait, and they don't know how long it's going to take for the grandmother's fingerprints to come back.
0: Oh, that doesn't sound right. They should be getting the fingerprints back probably in 24 hours. It's all computerized.
1: Okay, well, the social worker said that it didn't come back.
0: You know, the grandmother can go and get her own fingerprints taken and take the results to the social worker. Okay. Are you? Do you have um? Do you have what's called? Uh, do you have internet at home and that you can look up stuff? Yes okay so google go to google and, and google live scan and the city that you're in, so you know if you're in los angeles google uh live l i v e scan s c a n los angeles it'll come up with a host of of uh, places that will live scan you you can go to one of those places and i think you can pay a nominal fee i don't know what it is last time i remember doing it was um like about $20 or something, you can you can get yourself live scan and you can take those results to the social worker and or take those results to the judge. And you can go, to, you know, you can tell your attorney, here's a live scan from my grandmother or for the grandmother and, you know, please order the social worker to have these children placed with these relatives, you know, as soon as possible. <clears throat> a lot of times... I get the feeling in these cases, and I don't know because I'm not in their office, I get the feeling that the live scans haven't been run or they have been run and the results are just sitting on somebody's desk and, uh, you know, they're not being paid attention to. And the the law is that we have to get these children with relatives and with family friends as soon as possible. So if somebody tells you it's taking, you know, more than a few days to do that, um, I would talk to your attorney and perhaps get your own life scan and go back to the judge, do what's called a walk-on or ex parte procedure, and you know show the judge that you know this person has no criminal history and that the children should be released, some or all of the children should be released to this person immediately. The other thing that I like to do is I like to have my clients give me 25 names with addresses and telephone numbers and email addresses, if they have it, of people who could take the children. These people can be anywhere in the world. Yes, I said anywhere in the world. They don't have to be in the county that the case is in. For example, if your case is in Los Angeles County, these 25 people can be in Orange County. They can be in San Francisco. They can be in New York. They can be in Canada, Mexico, China, South America. All right? And make the social worker do an investigation for all these children to be placed in in one of those homes you'll be surprised how fast social workers agree to place somebody locally even if it's just a family friend when they start have to start investigating people who live in New York so make please, that please that, please make please. that list make make that list of 25 people and then go online and google this california form JV 285, and then have each of those uh, people fill out one of those things, or you fill it out for them, or your attorney fill it out for them, and you file it with the court. And when you see, um, when you file it, you're going to be surprised um, all the things a person can ask the judge to let them do. Whether they're in placement or not in placement. One of the things on the JV 285, you can ask the judge to place the child with you if you're a relative or a family friend. But there's a lot of other things like, I want to take the child to school. I want to take the child to the doctor. I want to take the child on outings. I want to take the child, you know, to counseling. There's so many things that a relative or close family friend can do. And I don't think social workers actually know that you know a lot of times people say oh the social worker lied to me you know sometimes that's true sometimes that's true um but uh a lot of times it's the social worker doesn't even know or or has forgotten you know i just got a uh a a, a message from my uh my internet guy my tech guy and he told me that he's going to place those forms On our website, TalkRadioExperts.com, and so that people can just go to that website and download uh, the form that they need. Ma'am, I want to thank you for calling this morning, and I wish you luck. If you need any further assistance, please call us at our office during the week. Alrighty.
1: right. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. I get a lot of calls from people who um, whose children are in foster care, and the first thing I ask them, do you have relatives that take, that can take care of the kids? And the first answer that I, I usually get um, from people is, yeah, but they don't live in you know, this county where, you know, the case is. So, for example, I recently talked to someone in Riverside uh, County who has a case uh, in Riverside, and and they said, well, the social worker told me that if they didn't live locally in, in Riverside County, that the child couldn't be placed with them. Now, that's either a social worker being mistaken because that social worker doesn't know the law, or the social worker is misleading you just outright misleading you, because that's not the law. If you're in Riverside County and you have relatives or close family friends that live in San Bernardino County, Los Angeles County, New York, Las Vegas, Canada, the child can be placed there. So um, make sure that you mention this to your attorney so that your attorney can assist you and getting the child placed there, and you might want to mention it to the social worker if the social worker tells you something like that, so I'm going to take another call right now. It's area code nine o nine ending in six <clears> four
3: <throat> Good
0: morning you're on with good morning. You're on with attorney Vince Davis.
3: Hi, Mr. Davis.
0: Hi, How are you? Did you want to call oh. in and ask a question this morning, or did you want to tell a story?
3: I wanted to ask some questions. Go ahead. Um, I have had an open case for about almost two years now and I've requested for my son to be um taken and removed from the foster mother because of some um issues I have noticed with um his behaviors and some of the way some of the um way she gives them to me at the visits, like he's dirty or he's wet, um, or he has another mark on him. And I've asked for him to be removed. So how would I approach him getting immediate removal from the foster mother if I've been denied from the worker and the court?
0: Well, first tell me exactly what type of things you're noticing with the child. You've told me generally, but, you know, these are things that happen or are considered on a case-by-case basis. So tell me specifically, like when you said he had a mark, was it like a, a scrape on the knee or did he have a black eye?
3: No. You said that um, he, you know- um, uh-huh.
0: Go ahead, I'm listening. On the
3: the on the, thir- the first... month that he was with her he had a bite on his chest then um three months later he had um a knot on his head it was like a nugget and he when he got in her care he was only three months so it was a pattern of he had bite then he had the nugget then he had um he had a rash on his butt what it wasn't a diaper rash so it was like in places that it shouldn't be. He didn't want to be changed. He was crying. He would wake up during a three-hour visit, um, crying, screaming, didn't, didn't want to be around anyone, saying no. That's been recent. He's been doing that. And he, one of the occasions he had, I had got him out of the van from the foster mother, and he had a wet diaper. Well, he had been wet. He was soaking wet with the, the pants that he had on, she told me, oh, you can change him. And he comes, like, take off his diaper. It does not smell good. All children should have appropriate bathing. That's considered to me neglect if he's not getting the proper hygiene treatment and she's just letting him go and smell like that because you also need to be clean to have good health. Um, so he... Yo screaming scream and holler when he changes his diaper. He's had, fell off, she had let him fall off the slide and he had like a split between his forehead. This was like multiple, multiple, I can't even name them all, but I have reported them and, and asked the social worker to um, give me proof of the reports that they say, they claim they have written and they told me, okay, we'll give it to you and I never see them. And then the worker will switch my words and say, Oh, you told us you didn't want them. And I said, I've requested them three times over and you have not given them to me. So I told you that I'll just ask the court. I didn't tell you I didn't want them. So, it's, um, my son has never been hurt in my care. I only have him for three hours. But for three hours, there's nothing wrong. He's happy. But, when he's with her, he does. He always comes more, more like withdrawing. More like another mark on him. It's always something. And the foster mother, if she, if she, um, if she comes out the house the way she does, and. That's the resemblance of what she makes the kids look like, and it's not appropriate for her to be like that either. And she does, she's like carefree about caring for the kids the way I would care for my kids.
0: Mm -hmm. So so let me make some suggestions. Do you have a pen and a piece of paper? Yes. Okay. The first thing that I would do is whenever I make a complaint, I would always do it in writing. And in this case, email is so cheap, it's free, and it's so good because you get to digitally store an email that you sent forever, and if you need it in the future, you can always print it out and take it to court. So anything that you want to complain to the social worker about, the county social worker about, is I would suggest that you and everybody listening, whenever you communicate with a social worker, you want to make sure it's in writing, preferably email, and you send it to her or send it to him. That way nobody can ever confuse what you said. You know, sometimes social workers forget. Sometimes they, you know, uh, mistakenly twist words. Sometimes they intentionally twist words. And sometimes they intentionally just, you know, flat out don't tell the truth. So you you never know why a social worker is saying something when you remember something different. But if it's in writing, it's documented, it can't be changed, you can always take that to court. The second thing that I would do is if your child is with a foster agency or a foster parent – I would make the same complaints uh, and same uh, to that foster agency. And I would do it via email. And, you know, each at each every foster agency, your child has a social worker with the agency. So your child not only has a county social worker, they have a foster agency social worker. I would make that same complaint or those same complaints to the foster agency social worker. Now, if you really think these are serious injuries, um, and it sounds like they are, the other thing that you can do is you can make a complaint to the California Community Care Licensing Board. And you can just, you know, you can find your closest office by Googling it community care licensing or California community care licensing and they actually have hotlines and uh you know forms where you can report foster parent abuse foster parents are just people and they're like everyone else they sometimes do you know crazy or neglectful things to foster children in their care And, um, you know, they're reported or can be reported to community care licensing. So those are the three things that you should do. And also, you know, the community care licensing, they have their own complaint forms. You know, someone told me that some uh, offices, you can do it online. I haven't run across that. You might actually have to get the form or you may be able to download the form, you know, on your computer at home, fill it out, make a copy of it and send it in. That way, all of your complaints will be documented now if you have a smartphone and almost everybody does um, or you or everybody will know someone who has a smartphone when you notice these injuries and these conditions about your child i would use your smartphone to either take pictures or make videos of the scenarios that you see so for example if your child has an injury take a picture of it, make a video of it. If your child has, um, you know, if his pants are soaked, as you have described, you know, make a video of it, take a picture of it. Because the first thing that's going to happen is if you go to court and make these complaints, the foster parent probably, you know, will say, uh, you know, that's not true. Or, you know, the mother's exaggerating. His pants weren't that wet, you know, and if you have, um pictures. Uh, that's evidence. Evidence that you can use in the future. Okay? So those are the sort of things that you should do with respect to your problem. I want to thank you for calling in this morning. I'm going to have to move on because our calls are backing up.
3: All right. Thank you, Mr. Davis.
0: Thank you. Bye. I get that. I get those complaints um, from a lot of parents about their kids in foster care you know and uh, and foster care um is not one of my favorite concepts uh but you know it's the system that is being used it's supposed to be an improvement over the old over the old orphanage system but i think it can be um improved uh as we move on in our society, but things aren't happening. You know, foster parents take your children uh, and keep them for the state or for the counties, but they generally do not have the emotional and psychological ties to these children that the parents and the family have. And, uh, you know, foster parents sometimes sometimes do some... uh, some crazy things with uh, foster children, and, and it's not the best situation. I know a lot of times when we're in juvenile dependency court, I get the impression, especially from the social worker, the minor's attorney, and even sometimes the judge, that we're placing kids in foster care, and we 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 do that thinking that you know it's some type of uh, uh, safe haven because it's supposed to be. Um, but foster parents are just like regular people. Um, they get prosecuted for child abuse. They get their licenses suspended or revoked because they've committed child abuse. And unfortunately, I don't think people in the juvenile dependency system realize that. The only reason why I realize it is because foster parents call me to defend them in these types of cases. So I've represented a a foster parent who's caused the death of a child. I've represented many foster parents who have, you know, I used, quote-unquote, inappropriate physical discipline on a foster child. So foster parents aren't perfect. And uh, if you think you have evidence that your child is being abused, the best way to document that is with your smartphone. And then you have the evidence and that you can send that to your attorney or to the uh, social worker uh, so that the judge can find out what's going on with your child. Okay, I'm going to take another call. It's from area code 626. Ending in 1-7. Good morning. You're on the radio with Attorney Vincent Davis. Hello? Hello. Good morning.
4: Hi. Did um, you call my in this morning? <laughs> morning to... to go ahead.
0: In... Yeah, go ahead.
4: Um. Yes. The reason I'm calling is because I have an I have an open case with the DCFS and my children have been detained. And okay, okay I'd like to I'd like to I like to i do not know if I should ask a question or tell a story, but I did speak I did speak to one of your guys' um attorneys at your law office and he told me based on my story that he said that I would have an um he believes i have a civil suit if what i'm saying is true to him and you know i've been trying to move heaven on earth to get my children home and right now in my case i'm my my 12 month hearing would be in july and my my daughter, two of my kids are placed with family and friends well family and my daughter she since being away from me, she's um not doing well at all. They placed her in a in a placement i guess it's not a foster care it's just a girl's home and my daughter, since being there she's changed so much and it's not for the good she's ran away twice um she's still it my daughter they were removed from me because of something i did and um to myself not to them um and i followed everything they wanted me to follow and they told me if i followed their first safety plan it wouldn't go to court but the girl um who was doing the investigation i guess she had to go on vacation So she wanted to handle the paperwork before she went on vacation. I moved heaven on earth to um, complete her little safety plan so it didn't go to court. And it went to court anyways because she had vacations. And so I was the one who got screwed. My daughter now, I feel like her life is in danger. It's it's a big, every day she battles, like whether she's going to be beat up or not. Um, at first she was like doing well because, you know, I took good care of her. Um, now my daughter is basically in a placement where she's doing drugs. Um, she never was even exposed to drugs at my house. Now she, um, like now she likes girls. And then I guess one of the times she ran away, she ended up running away and her and her friend allowed somebody to do something really, really awful to them, um, and I reported it to the placement. Me and the case manager at her placement facility, we we talk all the time. I met her when we went to court. Um, I told her that I feel like the placement isn't able to h- handle the level of care my daughter needs, The case manager at her placement agreed with me. She doesn't think so either. We both agreed my daughter requires a higher level of care. You know, um, the reason I ended up getting really, I ended up um, not hurting myself. It wasn't the intent to hurt myself. It's just like um, considered an overdose on my heart medication, And um, the reason I took so many pills was because I had a a whole bunch of teeth. I had 25 teeth pulled three days prior to this happening. And I was just in so much pain. I couldn't sleep for more than an hour, an hour and a half straight. So I took too many pills. And when I I got up an hour and a half later, I started feeling weird. And I called my sisters. I didn't know. I couldn't... I didn't know what my intake level was because I was just in so much pain In in addition I do admit I was you know I was depressed because my daughter and I I just just because different issues and you know I I told them from the beginning she required a higher level of care they never listened to me and the first time after my daughter ran away They told me, um, because she eventually called me, you know, and let me know what she had ran away, if I can go and pick her up. It was like one o'clock in the morning, and I I, I ended up picking her up, like really, she ran far, and they didn't catch her, Um, but I guess I ended up picking her up, and hearing all these awful things, it's hard to return her back to, to this place that's, she's doing these awful things at, you know, and being exposed to. And she has gotten bites and she's taking weird pills and she's now addicted she has an addiction problem and you know, like I've been communicate I used to communicate with our social worker. I used to um I told my attorney my attorney fights for my daughter in court and it was court ordered that they were to they're supposed to switch her placement but when we asked the social worker about it and we kept asking her i she just said that girl the judge don't know your daughter like i do that's that's what she told me she wasn't worried about it because the judge didn't know my daughter like she do and you know um i even told the case manager uh, they were going to have a meeting, a case plan review for my daughter. I went in on January twenty-first, and I gave her a sixty-page printout of what I believe my daughter has. Um, I and um, it, it 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 explained into detail. You know, and I told her I believe she requires a higher level of care. Me knowing our lazy social worker, I knew she wouldn't do the work and try to research the places in the area that can provide my daughter the level of care she needed. So what I did was I went ahead and I printed those things out. And I gave them to her along with I had been in and out of the urgent care for probably like three months because of an ear infection I was having, and I ended up giving her as well on the 21st a list of my new medications for because I drug and alcohol test, and um, and I gave those to her on the 21st. I gave it to her in a red pocket portfolio. Um, that way, And I told her to keep the portfolio, that way she didn't lose the information because she only had five minutes to give me when I went to go and see her. So I gave it to her in a red pocket portfolio. Um, that way none of the information I gave her was misplaced. Um, I know I'm supposed to report any and all medication I take to her. that's why on the 21st, I went in, I gave it to her. I only had five minutes because she had a meeting. Um, I also asked her of my concern because I hadn't been in to, to test for a really long time. And I was calling in every single day. So I asked her to please check like what's going on with that. And she was like, okay, well, she had a meeting right now. She had one later on that afternoon. She told me it wasn't looking like she'd be able to get back to me that day and there's just like so many different things and i'm going on and on and on and bottom line is, is after the first time my daughter ran away and i returned her to placement her supervisor because our social worker was out um on a family emergency i guess so i was told to report anything to her supervisor which i had done i reported it i told them even though i really didn't want to do it I brought my daughter back to placement because they had issued, I, I was told they issued a worn out for her arrest because she ran away from a place she was being abused at and doing exposed to all these drugs. And then my uh, anyways, the supervisor was so happy. She told me, thank you so much. I did the right thing, blah, 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 blah. She told me come next court date that they were going to start putting, she told me she was going to tell the social worker to start pushing for um, unmonitored visits, and she was going to push for um, starting the reunification process, which meant getting my kids on the weekends, too, and, you know, I was so excited and so happy, she just told me, as long as you keep complying... We'll, we'll get your kids back to you, and I was so happy. I was so happy, and you know what? Now, now come next court date. Um, all of a sudden, now there's now she now I'm not complying because supposedly um, on February third, the social worker, after telling her, you know what was going on with my drug and alcohol testing, she didn't get back to me until February. February 3rd, so um, on January 21st is when I told her, February 3rd, she got back to me. She told me, and I have the voicemail, I have um, visual voicemail through T-Mobile, so what I did was, um, she told me on the voicemail that um, she tried to extend the drug and alcohol testing, but... For some reason, it expired, or she let it expire. So now she has to do the whole thing all over again. And I told her at that time, okay, I told her, well, isn't the drug and alcohol testing a big part of me getting my children back? And I told, and you know, I've I've even done parenting. It wasn't court ordered. I did that too. I was in parent. I had to take their health, uh, their mental health medication for a long time already, too. And you know what? I was doing everything that I was supposed to do. Not only that, I've been doing so much research, and I know to document everything, so I have everything documented. I have her voicemail stating she had to do the whole thing over. Then she tells me on Ma'am? the voicemail, yes.
0: Yeah. Let me break in for just for a second. Um, you've told us quite a bit of the story, and um, you know, unfortunately, I, I hear this story a lot. Um, may I give you some suggestions? Do you have a pen?
4: Yes, but can I tell you one last thing? And this is very important because me and the social worker aren't on the speaking terms anymore. She basically, when I told her, because I had to tell her about a report that I recent I had recently made because my daughter allowed something really awful to happen to her, and she had called me because her and her friend a uh, I guess, and they were separated, but what happened to her was so extreme that I was in tears for, like, two to three days, um, struggling with what was the right thing to do because this place has already taken so much of my daughter and her innocence that... You know, I and and this was a like a life threatening thing that happened. Like, I can't, I don't want to say in details, but basically, it's the worst kind of thing. It's any parent's worst nightmare, and I didn't want to get my daughter. My daughter never had a record or anything like that, and me telling them this could possibly cause her those things, or if not, if they had to do. Basically, I talked to her case manager because she's awesome. I I needed it to be, I needed them to have her tested, her blood tested, basically. If you you can understand, I reported it to the social worker. I tried to report it to the social worker, and she called me. She told me, basically, I'm not allowed to call her anymore. Don't be blowing up leaving her all kinds of messages that just to stop, to quit. She didn't even address the fact that I had called her about the emergency of my daughter. And now hey, I ma'am? can't even ma'am?
0: call her. Ma'am,
4: do you have a yes. piece
0: of paper and a pen? Okay. I yes, want to I tell do. You, um, Okay, I want to tell you what I want you to do. Number yes. one, I want you to email your attorney.
4: I have. I've done tough... all of that. I gave Hold her on, all ma'am. the evidence. Uh-huh.
0: Hold on. Okay. So
4: yes.
0: the first thing I want you to do is I want you to email your attorney, and I want you to tell your attorney that you want to set up a meeting with your daughter's attorney. There are special programs and special services that they can offer your daughter in these types of situations, and they can get her in a higher-level placement immediately. It sounds like that's what needs to be done. Um, I want to thank you for calling in and... um Good luck with the situation. If you have any further questions, give me a call at my office, 888 um, 888 You can call later today after the show, or you can call next week, and uh, I can perhaps sit down with you or talk to you on the phone a little bit more in detail. But thank you for calling. The next call that I'm going to take is area code 951, ending in 7-6. Good morning. You're on with Attorney Vincent Davis.
2: Good morning, Mr. Davis. How are you?
0: Good. How are you, sir?
2: I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Well, I don't know if I had a, like uh, a statement or a question. Well, here's here's my question. Right. Uh, first of all, okay. my question is, uh, you know, they took my the, the CPS came in and, and removed my kids from the home, and initially uh my sister and the social worker butted heads, so social worker wanted to show that she was in power and wouldn't leave my leave the children with my sister right so long story mm-hmm. short um recently we went back to court, i think it was yesterday yeah yesterday and uh, but the uh, c p s waited until the last minute to actually get the uh her f- her live scan done waited until the last minute to actually get the assessment for the house done. Now they're saying mm-hmm. that it's going to take seven to ten days before um, the live skin comes back. And I'm wondering, is it up to the judge to say after the live scan comes back that the kids can be placed, or is it up to the, uh, the uh, worker?
0: Well, in my opinion, it's a two-part test. The worker can say yes, and the children are placed there immediately. The worker can say no, but you can go back to the judge and tell the judge, you know, uh, argue certain facts or law, and the judge can actually override the social worker. Now, a lot of social workers and a lot of agencies will tell you, no, Mr. Davis is wrong when he says that. But that's my opinion, and that's my legal opinion, and I've been doing this a very long time. So... You know, sometimes when relatives, you know, start butting heads with the social workers, the social workers seem to, you know, take longer than necessary. Sometimes I think they take longer than necessary because they don't have the staff to actually do everything they're supposed to do before a child can be placed with a relative. For example, um, you know, live scans can be done within 24 hours. You can go get your own life scan, as I told a, uh, a caller earlier.
2: Now, see, I heard I and heard that, 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 that conversation, too. And uh, from my understanding that the, uh, well, the CP, well, the workers has indicated to us that no, because my sister is court mandated, she already had a life scan done. But they said, no, we want, we need you to come to our facility and do our life
0: scan. Well, I mean, is there a problem with your sister doing that?
2: No, she did it. It was The problem was that they procrastinated so long until right before court. So now we, they're, supposedly we have to wait an additional 7 to 10 days in order for the live scan to come back.
0: You know, what I would do is, and if you can afford it, I would go get your own live scan take it to the social worker and then give a copy to your attorney and say, look, here's our live scan. You know, we don't know why it takes seven to 10 days and perhaps the attorney can walk it on or uh, do an ex parte in front of the judge and say, Hey judge, I don't know what they're waiting for. You know, we went down to the local police department, got our own live scan. Here it is. You know, you might want to ask the police department or wherever you have it to certify it as a true and correct copy. But you know, I don't, you know, why does it take the social well, the, workers even to the, the live judge scan?
2: was more inclined even the judge is more inclined to say that okay well they they're going to uh, do it through the uh CPS office
0: mm-hmm. well that's fine i mean you can do it there but they they you know if somebody's telling you live scan takes 7 to 10 days i think they're not di- telling you the truth live scan is a computer operated thing um that searches fingerna- uh fingerprints and it literally takes, you know, less than twenty four hours.
2: Okay.
0: Now I'm a I'm a client I mean, of
2: yours, right? I'm a client okay. of yours. So I so we just they, they did the live scan Thursday, right? She did the live scan Thursday. Okay. So come Monday would it be uh fair to say that we could uh we we should hear something, and if not, we could get an expert to go back in front of the judge.
0: Absolutely. And I I want you to write down my uh, telephone number. Okay. Okay. And I do realize I'm giving you my personal cell phone number. You can call or text okay. me. It's area code 310-308-7758 if you If you don't have anything uh, any good news by Monday at noon, you call or text me, and we'll get right on it for you
2: okay we'll do we'll do and right. uh, one last thing um before I let you go, mm-hmm. I know you guys are pretty busy there um, I had the social worker just just for you know for people out there that may be listening um I had the social worker tell me that our vis- my visiting was twice a week, one hour. That you know, one hour each time, right? But when we get the minute order from the court, the judge states that it's two time a minimum of two times a week. Mm-hmm. So therefore, a minimum of two times a week, two times a week, to justify you know every day for no specific period, no, you know, time frame.
0: That is correct. And so if you're having all those problems, people,
2: with the... go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, no. Go ahead. No, no, finish. What you no,
2: so I was just saying for all those people out there that may be listening, you know, if you have a chance to uh, get your minute order as opposed to listening to the uh, CPS or uh, in, in reference to what they may be telling you, get your minute order.
0: That's great advice. You know, and I think this is still the law, um, but I don't think it's done by very many counties because we do cases in a lot of different counties. You know, when you get uh, the minute order is issued or printed or prepared, you're supposed to get a copy of that mailed to you, and I, I rarely, if ever, see that done. Okay. You give good advice. Get the get the copy of the minute order yourself. You get that by just going to the the juvenile court, the clerk's office, and showing your ID, saying, "Hey, I want a copy of all my minute orders," and they have to give them to you. Listen, thank you for calling, and I hope to hear from you next week uh, by Monday at noon.
2: Thank you so much, Mr. Davis.
0: Thank you. Okay. I'm going to try to take one more call. It's from area code 818 ending in two uh, seven.
3: Good morning, Mr. Uh, Mr.
5: Vincent. Um, good morning. I just How was- are you? Ah, better than I'm on the line with you. <laughs> Thank okay. you for what Did you do doing for people. I appreciate it. Um, did you want to tell us? Yes, did you want to tell us
0: a story today? Okay, go ahead.
5: Yes, sir. I'm not a parent. I'm a grandma. <clears throat> I listened to your previous caller. Listening to the very code, we're dealing with the same agency. Um, in May 2015, my two grandchildren were uh, taken into custody by uh, CPS of uh, the county of San Bernardino
3: um,
5: from their mother. Um, I was given a call. It was a holiday weekend. It was, uh, I think that was May 23rd, Memorial Day, Labor Day, I was confused to be, but it was a holiday weekend. I remember distinctly because it was the graduation of my niece from uh, the university here. Um, And we were very, very excited and it was a celebration. and I attended and was in the presence of the family for the entire weekend. Now, um, I received a call at about 3.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning from a social worker. And the call basically consisted of, you need to produce your granddaughter at a certain time, at a certain place. If not, we are issuing a warrant for your arrest. I was shocked and appalled because I didn't know what they were talking about. I knew that something had happened with my grandchildren. I had received a phone call early that Saturday morning from a neighbor of their mother. The children were in the custody of their mother. Um, My son, unfortunately, was incarcerated. Um, And um, I received a call from a neighbor saying that my grandson at that time, he was three months old, or a little between three and four months old, being transported to the hospital. He didn't know exactly what was going on. Uh, the mother stated that she was trying to feed the baby. He started acting strange. A- and and he, um, uh, she subsequently called the ambulance, as far as I knew. Um, I live literally 100 miles away from the children, I don't drive, okay? So um, I went to the family event, um, told the neighbor to tell the mother, get in touch with me, let me know what's going on, you know. um, Pretty much that was the end of it until I received a call from the social worker. I immediately called the number which was provided on my answering service when I got up at 6 o'clock Sunday morning. The call came in at 3. I didn't hear the phone. I picked up the message about probably about 6, 630 or so. I called the number. The number was the 800 Child Abuse hotline number. I left them information saying I didn't have the child. Uh, I wanted the child, children. If CPS was involved, I suspected that they would be taking the children because I knew the mother had other kids who were already in the system that those children are not my son's children. So, I then, I was really kind of, kind of, basically, I was really in an uproar because to get a phone call from someone at 3 o'clock in the morning saying, they're going to send the police to your house to arrest you, (laughs) was Mm -hmm. like, whoa, what's going on? So, I backtracked on my message service and found the number from where the call originated, which was her direct line. Her name was Mary Jane. I don't, well, I shouldn't say her name, but you know, I got the, the name of the, the worker, and um, I left her a message. I don't have the children. Um, I've never been in possession of the children. But if you have the children, I want to be considered as the person to take the children. I'm the grandmother. Mm-hmm. I never got a call back. I called every day for a month. I never got a call back. I called the I called around, I talked to the police officer I think that Monday. I called the Apple Valley police department and was able to talk to the female um officer that went to the mother's house. She explained to me what why the social worker had the attitude that she had that the mother and the sister had really given them the runaround and had given them several different scenarios and finally had given my name, at the time that they had first given my name, the police officer did call my home and ask me, did I have the child or did I know where the child was? I said, no, I do not, and, you know, to both questions. And they mm-hmm. hung up. Now, subsequently, the mother and the sister, because it was her sister involved, are under criminal charges, okay, for concealing of a minor or whatever from CPS. Now, mm-hmm. to to the meat of what's going on with me, um, I did put in for the children. Um, I didn't receive phone calls until I started calling. I tried to call Sacramento. They then, in turn, booted me back to the county supervisor's office. I left messages, never got to speak to him, but left messages with people in the office. And um, one person did briefly call me back to say they would get back to me. That never happened. Um, and then, um, Someone, I got a letter saying that a worker was going to come out and interview me and, you know, see if I was viable. Did all the paperwork, that happened. She came out, lovely lady. She came out, she interviewed me. She interviewed my son, who lives here. And, by the way, my son is a disabled person, um, and he's a, he's a young adult. He's 21. Um, and he interviewed my son, who lives here. We did the uh, paperwork for the life scan, the background check, passed everything, okay. Um mm-hmm. this we the all of our approval came in by August eleventh okay now, I got a phone call from my son's attorney representing attorney, giving me his name and the uh social worker of notes and and that was July tenth I called I apologized for not calling sooner because I didn't catch their messages and let them know I received the messages, left the message for the attorney, uh, the social worker, note, and um, that was in July. By August, she still hadn't called me. Um, they had went to court. Um, the Whatever that proceeding is, because I didn't get any information or whatever, whatever that proceeding is occurred, the mother called me and told me that they had went to court and that she had asked the court to give me the kids and that my son had appeared in court from jail and had asked them (laughs) to give me the kids. So I told her that, you know, they had been here, whatever. Um, She said she had been calling the social worker to find out where we were with that, but the social worker wasn't calling back. So one day she went into the office. She, uh, meanwhile, was doing her unification process, and she went into the office, and uh, as for the social worker, I had been calling the social worker, um, again, sir, every day. <laughs> and um, I had called that prior Friday. Um, I don't, It was prior to August 19th. I called that prior Friday, told she was on um, off for the day. That was her off day. And she would be in until Monday. So the mother went in on Monday. She was told at the window, because I was on the line, because she was talking to me, telling me she was there and she was going to find out, you know, about the kids and where they were with placing the kids with me. Um, And was told the social worker, uh, Monday was her, they made a phone call, and then they got back with her and told her the social worker was out. And I said, that's impossible. She can't be out Friday and Monday. They said she was off Friday when I called. Asked for her supervisor, So when she asked for the supervisor, the social worker came out. Now, when the social worker came out, the mother was there. She was, you know, hey, I'm here because I want to know where we are with the grandmother's uh, clearance and so on and so forth. And um, during the course of conversation, there were pictures uh, present of the children. The social worker did not recognize the children. Um, Hold on a second, ma'am. Hold on on a
0: second. Do you have the children right now?
5: I do not. What they have done... But,
0: hold on, I, hold I on a second. Point, I was going to be the
5: oh, hold, on, hold
0: on. Ma'am, hold on. Are the children in foster care?
5: Yes, they are.
0: Okay. So I want you yes. to call my office. I want you to call my office after this show and make an appointment to speak to me uh, either later today or on Monday. Okay,
5: okay, and how many give you, many give you? Because let me let me say this sir so, so you'll know exactly what's going on. our court well, date we're is running
0: out of time. Go ahead, your court date is when
5: the twenty second they waited till the I last minute to tell me they weren't going to give me the kids,
0: okay, are they, they in let foster me care me though
5: that everything was going well, and then they told oh, me Ma'am, are they I in
0: did. foster care? Are,
5: are in they foster kids? Care. Care? Matter of fact, they're trying to give them to a couple who wants to adopt, and 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 they're okay, saying, so I, "I don't."
0: Hold on, a hold on, ma'am, because we we have like thirty seconds left in the show. Okay. Okay. I want you to call my office today, make an appointment to talk to me today or on Monday, and I'll help you try to get these kids back. Okay.
3: Thank you so. Nice.
0: Right. So. <laughs> So our, my telephone number is eight 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 six five eight two. And I wanna tell I wanna tell you thank you for calling. Um and I wanna tell everyone uh we'll see you next week on the radio, Saturdays, eight AM to nine.